Alfonsi Contreras threw harder yesterday, and maybe, just maybe, that's a start. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates, coming to you from Bradenton, Florida. I'll be down here all week covering spring training, and there might not be a happier scenario anywhere on the campus than that of Rwanzi throwing hard. In two innings against some of the Blue Jays' main guys yesterday up in Dunedin, Rwanzi threw as hard as 96.2 miles per hour. He averaged just a little bit over 95, throwing 17 of his 35 pitches as four-seam fastballs. 21 of those 35 pitches were strikes. It, it sounds good. His line itself didn't look all that good. Two runs on four hits and a walk. You're only going to hear me say this about a thousand times while down here, but pay absolutely no attention to spring lines. Pitchers are trying different things. Pitchers are trying to prove different things. They're forcing certain pitches in their arsenal that they know that they don't have just because they want to test them out. However, when it comes to Rwanzi, it really does come down to a single word. If only because when he burst onto the scene, and I do mean burst, he was easily flinging 98 up there. Never had great uh, break or movement on the heat, but he had the heat. And he was able to offset it with enough other stuff. In yesterday's outing, wasn't really able to get his curve under command, he was trying to throw it anyway. The Blue Jays hit it. They also hit some fastballs. Here's some of what Rowanzi had to say yesterday through interpreter Christian Marrero. That's one of the most important things he took this offseason uh, to stay in contact with the team, and, but also he was number one for him. You obviously need to see a much more complete version of Rowanzi to begin believing. And for as much as I've believed in this kid since the day he arrived, uh, both on and off the field, I'm going to tell you here that there were times last season when even when it might have appeared to everybody else that his velocity was gone forever, he'd ratchet it back up. After one relief appearance in Seattle when he hit 97, he saw me walking by in a clubhouse, and he goes, see that? See that? 97, 97. Well, it's because he's rearing back. Now, the promising aspect of this outing yesterday is that he was consistently above 95. That matters a lot more than him peaking out at 96.2. Look, I don't mean to fuss over every single pitch of somebody's first spring outing. Ruanzi's just that important. He is. He is a massive variable, not just for the 2024 season, but as I see it, for this instructional staff and specifically this pitching coach to prove that they know what the hell they're doing, as opposed to doing damage. Because let's be honest, it's difficult to have faith in any facet of anything that's happening within the Pirates if you don't believe that they're getting the proper coaching. 
You're even going to be cringing when Paul Skeens arrives if they don't have the proper coaching or if you don't believe, especially if they don't believe that they're getting the proper coaching. So, yeah, you do want slash need to see Rwanzi throwing hard, if only to believe in that. But, and I can't stress this strongly enough, I also don't want to see the kid rearing back to try to make a point. He's in a weird situation here. He's out of options. He's either going to make the roster, whether that's the rotation or the pen, or he's going to be somewhere else because you'd better believe he's not clearing waivers. He'll be pitching for somebody else within a day. And knowing how things go around here, he'll be pitching really well because they'll know how to figure him out. So what really has to come out of this spring debut is that first and foremost, he's got to throw more strikes. 18 out of 35 pitches for balls, ain't it? He's also got to command his curveball infinitely better than he did. And then let the four-seam velocity become a thing within that. To the pitcher, it doesn't have to be portrayed as the top priority. It is the top priority, but he doesn't need to hear that. He doesn't need to be thinking about that. The old Rwanzi wasn't thinking about his velocity. He just let it fly. Free and easy. That's where this has to go. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone and you do the rest it's a ton of fun it's a great meal and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in pittsburgh north shore tavern right across federal street from pnc park today's j1q comes from isaac who asks dk can the pirates build off of that 20 and 8 start last year despite the midseason collapse that followed. Whew. That might be the toughest question anybody's put forth in this calendar year. Good for you, Isaac. You got me stumped here. There's a part of me, I guess, that wants to say yes. Because if the Pirates were to get off to a, another good start. It wouldn't have to be 20 and 8. It could be whatever, just a handful of games over 500. And it wouldn't be something that felt so awkward, meaning that the Pirates, if you'll recall, of last April were top 5 in pitching, hitting, fielding, everything. They were just magic. They looked like the actual best team in baseball, as opposed to the one that was just piling up the most wins. If they can just do something that's in that spirit, five, six games over, and I'm not making any predictions here, obviously, then you'll at least have last April to lean on to make it seem like it's something they could continue because they did it once before. Does that make sense? Like even the, the 
questions from reporters like me around the clubhouse aren't going to be, hey, unicorn, what's this bizarre thing that you guys are doing? It, it doesn't have to be that. It can just be, hey, is it feeling like, uh, you know, things are getting better around here? Does it feel like there's a healthy trajectory to what's happening? Does it feel like the game being played that day means something other than get better, get better, get better? Well, we've been through that. I, I remember in late April going around the clubhouse asking guys about an upcoming series against the Rays in St. Petersburg where the Pirates and the Rays were the top two teams in the majors. And there were guys that really went out that question. They were really looking forward to it. And this time, maybe it'll be more of a, hey, it's a marathon, you know, not a sprint. We're going to get there when we get there. While at the same time, recognizing that the games would matter. I, I don't know. I, I don't have that answer. I would like to think that it's a yes. But as with anything related to the Pirates, the yes that would come from the clubhouse wouldn't necessarily be the yes that you'd hear from 115 Federal. They would need to start taking some of this stuff more seriously, which they absolutely, unequivocally did not do in 2023. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Looking forward to the whole week down here of coverage.